Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey folks, Sam Whitfield here. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for downloading the audio podcast and listening to the show wherever you may be. I really appreciate it. And I would like to let you know that you can also now support the show directly via Anchor. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report, you can now support the show using Apple Pay or Android Pay on your mobile device, depending on which type of phone you have. And you can contribute $1, $5, or $10 as the three levels of contribution. I would really appreciate anything that you can give. Every little bit helps the show. And you can find the link to support the show directly in your show notes, depending on which app you're using. I would really appreciate the support if you can. If not, please uh, continue to support the show by giving us a rating on iTunes and sharing with your friends. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoyed the show. So Kanye West is officially, but kind of unofficially, uh, removed, he he's removed himself from Donald Trump, basically. He has said that he was uh, wrong, that he made a mistake. This came after Trump's announcement to, uh, you know, remove birthright citizenship by executive order. Which I'll be covering that more in depth on the Saturday podcast. I still have to do some research 
on that because I've been seeing conflicting uh, stories from all sides on that. So I won't address it in this podcast, but lots of people have been um, talking about Kanye quote-unquote abandoning Trump's side and becoming an NPC, quote-unquote. That seems to be the way a lot of uh, conservatives are taking his distancing from Trump. I don't see it that way, necessarily. I'm not necessarily thrilled that that he's distanced himself from Trump, um, but I'm not really mad at him. I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not mad at him. I think he he's kind of misunderstanding what Trump is trying to do. Um, but like or not, Trump has distanced himself from um. from Donald Trump. He's distanced himself from Candace Owens. Uh, I've seen conflicting... uh, I've seen conflicting reports that he uh, insulted her after distancing himself. And then I've seen other reports saying that, you know, he still respects her. He's just chosen to kind of step away. Um, Candace's own blog post, which I'll link uh, down in the description, seems to be very uh, respectful of Kanye and his position to step away. And more importantly, folks, she seems to be focusing on uh, Blexit or Blacksit. I think it's black. Blacks is what they're calling it, but I I could be wrong. Um, she's going forward with that, which I'm glad. But Kanye has stepped away, and like I said, I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not pissed off. Um, I was certainly excited to have Kanye West on the Trump train for a bit. But like a lot of people, I was kind of skeptical as to how long it would last. Um, People think that I bought into Kanye jumping onto the Trump train. I was cautiously optimistic. I I, I would say I never bought into it fully. I was excited that he was joining the MAGA movement. I was glad to see him wear the hat. Um... But I'm not mad that he's gone because I think more than what he, more than supporting Trump, I think his overall message, which I haven't seen him change his stance on, is more important than anything. Okay, what was his main message to black America when he, when he did the uh, whole thing of supporting Trump and coming out to support Trump. Kanye's main message when he came out as a Trump supporter was basically 
think for yourself. You don't need to be a default Democrat just because black America has been predominantly uh, owned by the Democrats for the last 50 years. Think for yourself. That was Kanye's overall message was to have more black people just getting involved in thinking for themselves and being truly free, free thinkers. As far as I know, that part of his message hasn't changed, and I think that was his main uh, purpose in starting to wear that hat. In honesty, that's the way I see it. So, as long as that hasn't changed, I mean, I'm not mad at him. If, if he's become an automatic show for the Dems, and, you know, he's kind of backpedaling, and he goes really hard on, you know, supporting Hillary or whatever, then I will be pretty pissed. But so far, he's, he's still going with, you know, the black community being free thinkers. So, I... I support that even if I don't necessarily like the fact that he's left the Trump team. It is what it is. Um, So that's kind of my whole take on Kanye West. People are also pissed at Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk for losing Kanye. They're holding them responsible. Now, let me say this. I certainly think it was risky for Candace and Charlie to bring on Kanye onto Team Trump. I don't necessarily let me say let me say this. I haven't necessarily always agreed with Charlie Kirk. Not so much on uh politics. He and I are pretty much mostly aligned politically on our views. What I'm talking about is based on talking to uh, some friends of mine who are former Turning Point USA associates, employees, and affiliates. And I I won't name names, but, but it seems like, at least from what I've experienced from personal interactions, a lot of people who have been affiliated with Turning Point in the past and are no longer affiliated with them, maybe it's just me, but very few of their former associates seem to have very good things to say about Turning Point in terms of they didn't leave Turning Point amicably. Not necessarily saying that all these people were fired. Some of them left um, independently. A lot of them did. But they weren't necessarily big uh, fans of Turning Point when doing so. I know that last year, this is pretty much an open secret by now, uh, Turning Point at their at their uh, Youth Leadership Summit in uh, Florida, 
Charlie received some blowback, and well-deserved in my opinion, for basically inviting Tommy Laren to speak as a panelist, and then basically shielding Tommy from uh, any quote-unquote controversial uh, questions during the Q&A session. If you remember, remember uh, last year was the year that Tommy Laren went on The View and basically declared that she was pro-choice. That angered a lot of pro-life supporters and particularly pro young pro-life women. And based on multiple stories and multiple testimonies on Facebook, a lot of people were upset by Charlie and by Turning Point because I guess during the uh, during Tommy's Q and A session at the event last year in Florida, a few of these people tried to respectfully ask Tommy her position and maybe try and change her mind. And Charlie shut down the dialogue. So that pissed a lot of people off. It didn't necessarily sit well with me. Um, so there was that. And I, I, I hate to say it, but Tommy Laren is... Whether you like her or not, she's definitely become more of a polarizing figure in the conservative movement, and not necessarily in the good uh, sense of polarizing. She's not a thought provoker uh, like Milo is. She's not polarizing to be a thought provoker. She's just kind of polarizing for the sake of being polarizing now, it seems. Again, I'm an outside observer. So, take take what I say with a grain of salt and do with it what you will. As far as uh, Charlie himself goes, like I said, I don't always agree with his management style based on what I've observed mainly through social media and through what other people have told me. Um, but, you know, politically we agree. I I have spoken to Charlie Kirk in the past. Uh, we've tweeted a little bit and we, we spoke on the phone once uh quite a number of years ago now, back when Turning Point was a smaller organization, and uh, they initially wanted to bring me on. I was still living in Colorado at the time, and I was getting ready to move to Florida, and it didn't work out, um, but, you know, now I'm associated with the Young Americans for Liberty, so it kind of all worked out. So, my, my purpose in bringing up uh, Charlie and Candace isn't necessarily to attack either of them. 
like I said, I, I agree with Charlie and Candace on basically everything policy-wise. It's their management style that is somewhat questionable, and it's not just me. Because now they've really put turning point, uh, you know, they, they've really kind of, maybe not them directly, but turning point's reputation has definitely been uh, brought into question at this point because they've aligned themselves with, they have aligned themselves with uh, two figures now who have kind of become questionable questionable flags in the conservative movement. They've, uh, you know, they've aligned themselves with Tommy Lahren before, and that's been controversial. And, you know, she kind of flaked out when she went pro-choice. And then, you know, with shutting everyone down, and now, you know, Kanye has kind of flaked out on the conservative movement and done his own thing. Again, not mad at him, just kind of an observation. So, Turning Point now has a real dilemma on their hands. Because they've allied themselves with, you know, with these two kind of questionable characters within the conservative movement with uh, Tommy and now Kanye. Uh, and yes, I do know that Candace and Tommy were fighting with each other on Twitter. I saw that exchange. And that's the other thing. It doesn't... It almost seems like Tommy wants people to forget that she was affiliated with Turning Point at one time. And, uh, you know, same with Turning Point, vis-a-vis. So, that's interesting, and I, I guess that's my criticism of them both. Uh, so, I, I bring up Turning Point, not because I want to rip on them. It may seem like that, and yes, I know I'm associated with Young Americans for Liberty, and by, and by the way, Everything I say on this podcast is my own opinion and doesn't reflect the opinions of Young Americans for Liberty as a whole. Um, I always make that pretty clear, but I like to say that in each episode, so, you know, there's your disclaimer. Um, I like Turning Point as an organization. I think there are good people working there. Um, like I said, their reputation at this point is kind of questionable. And I do hope they maybe take a step back before bringing on, uh, you know, untested figures, untested public figures like uh, Kanye West or like Tommy Lahren. Um, there are other things that are, you know, I've heard about Turning Point that I don't want to bring up in this podcast because it's mostly gossip and hearsay, so I won't bring those up, 
I'm just making my observations about the organization as a whole. I think where the conservative movement really needs to go from here. We as a conservative movement and as a con as millennial conservatives, we all need to band together. Whether it be Turning Point, the Young Americans for Liberty, Young Americans Foundation, College Republicans, whatever have you. We all need to band together and join forces to promote uh, conservative values, to promote free speech, and sustainable economics. That's pretty much what we're all here to do, right? Obviously, we'll have different approaches, but the message needs to, to be the same. I think we did a really good job of unity in 2016 uh, with getting Trump elected. I think that was pretty much, we all agreed that Hillary needed to be stopped. So we did great with the whole unity thing in 2016. That was good. I think we're starting to fall back apart. At least the conservative millennials are with uh, unity during the midterms. I, I, like I said, I wasn't happy to see Candace and Tommy fighting. Um, so why record this whole thing? Well, A, because it's the th it's Thursday. I haven't recorded a Thursday uh, podcast for a while. And uh, in case you haven't noticed, these Thursday podcasts are a bit more casual and laid back. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. That's why there's no video. Uh, it's pretty much just spur of the moment when I record these. So some weeks I don't have any like Thursday thoughts to uh you know share. So I won't do one. And then, you know, other times I will do the Thursday podcast. So, you know, that's the main that's one of the main reasons why I'm recording this episode is to get a Thursday podcast out there. B people were asking me about my thoughts on the whole Kanye abandoning abandoning Trump thing and uh, I wanted to I, I didn't want to respond to anyone yesterday I kind of wanted to take a day to reflect on everything and like I said I'm not like I said I'm disappointed with Kanye leaving the the, uh, the MAGA movement but I'm not like mad at him because I think as long as he's promoting you know that that black Americans should look to other uh, political philosophies besides just the liberal Democrats and the left. That was his main message, and I think as long as he's still promoting that free, th that free thought, that's what matters the most. So I still applaud him for that. I applaud uh, Candace for going forward with uh, Blexit. And building that, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, 
I don't know if I'll be able to get her on the podcast, but I'm hoping I will. I know that a few of you have uh, requested that I try and get into contact with her, so I will at some point. Uh, other than that, I'll be uh, discussing Trump's proposed executive order to get rid of uh, birthright citizenship. Which, uh, I will say this, I'm not thrilled with the fact that he's doing it by executive order. You know, Obama did a bunch of stuff with executive order and we complained. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not thrilled that Trump's doing that either. But we'll see, uh, you know, where everything goes. And that'll be the show this weekend. So, I guess I'll see you on Saturday evening. This has been the uh, Whitfield Report Thursday edition audio podcast. Off the cuff, as usual. Hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast. And by the way, thank you. Thanks to all of you who have been uh, subscribing to this uh, audio podcast feed and uh, sharing the word with your friends and family. It really helps us out in... Uh, Thanks for doing that. Really appreciate it.